fabulous writers. Welcome to my channel. Welcome back. If you're new, thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, I would love if you would subscribe and hit that notify button. Thanks so much. You know, when I do research for my historical fiction or actually really research for anything, I always come across such wonderful nuggets of like cool information, right? It's one of the problems with writing if you, if you want to call it a problem because we get sidetracked. Years ago when I was writing and doing the research for Dragon Lady, I had a character who quoted Confucius a lot. So I looked up Confucius sayings. I got sucked through that Confucius like abyss. It's not even abyss. It's more like an enlightened abyss, which wouldn't make it an abyss. Hmm. I found that a lot of those proverbs spoke to me as a writer. So sometimes I forgot the character and I would find these proverbs. I'm like, I'm going to keep that one. Like that one I'm keeping. Here are 12 proverbs that spoke to me as a writer and perhaps will speak to you might be worth taping to your computer or putting on your whiteboard. It does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Whether you only have a few hours to write or an hour or a half hour or all day to write, keep plugging along and eventually you will finish that book. Right now, with my other job, it's super crazy. I have a lot of work to do every day, but I make sure to get up as early as I can. That's about five o'clock and I can get in about two good hours on my novel. I'm a better morning writer. By the time afternoon hits, I can get in maybe another hour, maybe two. I try to squeeze it in. The revisions are coming along and I see progress with every new chapter. The second proverb, our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. Write as many drafts as you need to bring your story to life, to make your story shine. Don't give up, keep querying. I know authors say every no gets you closer to a yes. Honestly, I don't like that because I, I don't think it's true. It's like you have to go through so many no's to get a yes. And that's just not, I don't think that's believable or I don't know, maybe it's just meant to make you feel better, but really why wouldn't you stop? Even if that's all you get is no's, then you're going to, then we will be looking at another proverb that will help you deal with those no's because you don't always need a yes. The learning comes with the struggle. Learning is tough. That's why it's a struggle. And we all have our own path, our own learning path to travel. Just get up every time you fall, because that's the victory. Number three, wherever you go, go with all of your heart. Write because you must because you have a story to tell, because the character must get out, because writing is your passion. Half attempts are pointless, really. And good enough is never good enough. And you've heard me say that before. So go with all of your heart. Number four, the will to win, the desire to succeed, the urge to reach your full potential 
these are the keys to unlocking the door to your personal excellence. That sounds a little bit like Tony Robbins, I guess, maybe, right? But this is ancient Proverbs. The drive to learn the craft of writing and hone those skills, it comes from within. It really does. You and only you are responsible for learning, moving forward and sitting your booty on the chair to write. Friends, significant others, people that you, you know, cheerleaders that you meet on Facebook or wherever, they're great, but it boils down to you, you and you, and doing what needs to be done. Decide that you are going to succeed and what that success will look like to you. Is it getting an agent? Because there's a whole lot more that comes after that. Is it getting your book published? Is it having 10 people read it, 20 people read it, 1,000 people read it? Only you know what your idea of success means. Number five, everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. The thing I love about writing, the thing I wish more writers, new writers understood about writing is that we have the ability to find the extraordinary in the ordinary, to take something simple and plain and commonplace and lift it into a cool metaphor or symbol or something that reveals something about the character or the conflict or the emotion. We get to see that. Open your writer eyes, open them wide. Like a poet or a writer, it's our job to see the world a little bit differently than everyone else and to explain that difference, that beauty to our readers. This is the sixth proverb. It's a little bit long, so I'm going to read it. By three methods, we may learn wisdom. Okay. One, first by reflection, which is the noblest. Oh, good thinking. Second, by imitation. Okay, we can do that, which is the easiest. And three, by experience, which is the bitterest. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll believe that one. So reflect on your weaknesses. That's a good thing to reflect about. To reflect on your story, your character, your plot, your conflicts, your themes. Admit you have weaknesses, whatever those may be, and work to correct them. If you can identify it, then you can work to correct it. The second part was by imitation. Learn from the masters. Study what they write. Study the genre. And by study, I don't mean to just like read it for fun. Read it like an English professor would. Tear it apart. Look and see how they began and ended chapters. With the pacing of their dialogue how they are building the suspense with every single sentence. Once you study that, tear it apart and just do it like a chapter, right? You don't, you can't study the whole thing, like read a chapter and then really tear it apart. Then you can apply those same tricks to your own writing. And the third was by experience, which he said is the bitterest, which I think we would all agree is totally accurate emotion. 
it's so much better to have a horrendous first draft. I mean, you can totally rewrite it and that's the beauty of it. If you've watched other videos, you know I'm a huge advocate of just like vomiting up that first draft and then going back and massaging and doing all the beautiful things that you need to do with your subsequent drafts because now you have something, you have something, you have the fundamentals to work with. The sixth proverb. I love this one. This might just be my favorite. And I actually use it in Dragon Lady a couple times. When it is obvious that the goals cannot be reached, don't adjust the goals, adjust the action steps. I love that. No, I totally love that. Too often we are totally fixed about how we are going to get from here to there, right? We see it, we've planned it and it, it doesn't work. So really the trick is to modify, adapt, reflect, repeat, modify, adapt, reflect, repeat. <laughs> What's working? What isn't? Sometimes you can't even figure out the why and that's okay. Just you can have the same end point. Just figure out a different way to get there. Go in the back door, go in the side door, climb up the trellis, go through the window, like all my metaphors. <laughs> but there are other ways to get there and it's up to you to find them. The seventh proverb, the palest ink is better than the best memory. So many times I have heard, the story is all in my head. Um, yeah, no, the idea is in your head. It's floating around nebulously and it sounds good. I mean, have you ever had this great idea and you're busy and you can't write it down and you're like, oh, and this, and then, then this is gonna happen, then this happens. And then you run to your computer and you type it up and it was a sentence. But in your head, it was like pages. But when you actually, it was like, yeah, no, that wasn't. So I, it really, write stuff down. Stop procrastinating. I write so many things down. Things will just like, poof, they come to me and I quickly grab whatever I can. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes I'm putting it on my phone. Sometimes it's a piece of paper. I have scraps of paper laying around and I jot it down and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to say this in that one sentence. And I throw that in there because I just won't remember. And if I think I'm going to remember, cause I always think, oh yeah, I'm going to remember that. I get there and I'm like, whoa, what was that fabulous idea I had? I don't remember. Ah! The eighth proverb, when reading, don't let a single word escape your attention. One word may be worth a thousand pieces of gold. Love that. Rewriting is beautiful and I find it super gratifying. Crafting sentences, that's my dog massaging the words and the sentences and the rhythm and flow. It just, you can just elevate your novel. I love rewriting because every word you can do something with, you can make that word a powerful word, a better word, not a more complicated word. Don't confuse a more complicated word, but the best word to evoke feeling and understanding for the reader. When you revise, slow down. I see so many writers on Facebook say, I revised my novel in two days. And I'm thinking, no, no, you didn't really revise your novel. You maybe edited it, maybe you threw in some periods or took out some commas or 
fix some typos, but you didn't revise it in a few days. Revision takes time. Ask any author. It takes a long time. Truth. And sometimes the revisions, you're just like, ah! The ninth proverb, the spectators see more of the game than the players. Love this. So that the spectators would be the readers and the player, that would be you, would be the writer. Beta readers, get some. I'm always looking for some. I have a few, I really like them. They'll give me some honest feedback. And that's the beauty of it. They will see the whole, the novel in its entirety. And you've heard this before, I know you have. If everybody tells you something else, don't listen to it. That's their personal uh, biases or desires or need coming through. But if everybody says the same thing, then you need to fix that. The 10th proverb, every step leaves its print work steadily and make solid progress. Yeah, it's a little bit like the first proverb, but it bears repeating. Slow and sometimes forward and backwards progress of writing a novel can be very frustrating. But here's the thing, even if you get rid of a chapter, that's progress because you didn't need the chapter. Removing a sentence, getting rid of paragraphs, same thing. That's it's backwards, but it's actually forward movement holistically for your novel. You're moving forward, making it better. Yes, deleting scenes is progress. Sometimes I only have a chance to like tweak or turn or I like use that word massage, massage a sentence. Sometimes that massaging that sentence will take me a half hour and that's all the time I had. I call that progress because I look at that sentence and I say, yeah, that works. That's exactly what I meant. The 11th proverb, a bad beginning makes a bad ending. I like this one and I think maybe it applies to agents and why they can read the first few pages of your sample pages and they don't ask for more because they can tell from the beginning how it's going to go or the style of your writing. Realizing the whole novel can be evaluated from a first page is super frightening. I get that, it really is scary. And I know people go, it's not fair, but you know, they're hit with like a billion, probably not a hyperbole <laughs> queries, you know, a day. What I like to do with my novels is I have the beginning and then I have the end scene and I like to have them like bookends. So somehow they are linked in some way, whether it's an object or a place or something they say, I like to have that kind of bookend opening and closing to it. That's just kind of my thing. <laughs> Make sure your beginning sings. The 12th one and one that I think is super important. A bad word whispered echoes a thousand miles. Wow. Watch your words on social media. People unwittingly convey things they don't mean to convey and you need to be mindful of that. Everyone could really be a potential reader. Be professional, be kind, be courteous, be classy, 
be cautious, be kind. See, I said that twice because I think that's important. You never know who is reading your posts, who wants to read your posts, and why put out those bad vibes? It never ceases to amaze me. In this day and age, who a writer is, everybody knows. If they think you're mean and nasty, not gonna pick up your book. So there's a lot of wonderful, amazing, different people than you that have lots of amazing and different viewpoints about pretty much everything. I don't care what their viewpoints are. I just want them to um, read my book. <laughs> Which proverb speaks to you the most? I shared my favorite. Drop me a line in the comments and tell me which proverb spoke to you the most and which you're going to use as inspiration on your writing journey. Thanks everybody for watching. And if you haven't already, I would love if you would subscribe and hit that notify button. Thank you for watching. You guys are so amazing. And remember to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye writers.